uploading po ko yung time series. Devcon Daily Podcast at ang speaker po natin for 6pm podcast ay si Brother Francis po. Uh, Brother Francis, pwede na po kayo mag-start? Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, so, uh, right now in this podcast, uh, I will be sharing. The topic is uh, politics, uh, earthly politics of the governments, uh, parallel to religious politics. Uh, when you say religious politics, what we have in the world today, especially in Christianity, but not just in Christianity, but all religions all over the world. They're parallel to earthly government politics. So uh, before we begin, let's have some opening prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for this opportunity to share thy word and bless those that will be hearing this and put thy servant behind thee. Whatever is lacking in him, uh, please fill them up. Uh, forgive us for our, our commissions and commissions against thee. And uh, I know, anoint all our eyes with an eye soul uh, that we may understand the deep things that you will reveal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, let's talk about the recently... This has been is being done every here in the Philippines and even in the United States and in many say uh, all around the globe also. Um, governments have become what they call democratic and republican. Uh, Democratos comes from Greek, the government of the people, or Kratos is government, Demos is people. And the uh, republic, republic comes from uh, representation of the public, Respublicus. So these two systems, Roman and Greek, have become the staple for governments all over the globe. But uh, other tra traditional, much more traditional governments will be a dictatorship, a monarchy. So. Uh, for them, it's much better to represent the people than for potentates who will just assert their dominion by power. So we still have governments that struggle uh, because of dictatorships. Now, what is the parallel we're talking about? Because, of course, Jesus Christ himself will one day come down here on earth and establish his kingdom. If Jesus Christ comes back down here on earth to establish his kingdom. Uh, by the way, let me pause for a moment. But Eric, uh, please invite other brethren in our church. Uh, while it is not yet 7 o'clock, they can come and listen. If, okay? okay? Thank you. And uh, all others, if you can invite uh, uh, others also even foreigners. Okay, let me continue. So, um, so uh, you notice, you notice, uh, in just the recently concluded election here in the Philippines, there is the camp of Bongbong Marcos versus D.P. Lenny. You will notice they're slinging 
they're mudslinging with each other. They're uh, trying to refute each other. They're trying to put down each other. Okay. Of course, there are other smaller parties that are in, uh, because they're they're much smaller. They're big. If you remember, there was a time in the court of Constantine. Oh, he set a place in Nicaea, in Asia Minor, uh, to gather a council of many bishops to discuss the subject about the Trinity, the the Athanasian. Uh, sorry the Aryan heresy, and he wants to resolve them for the betterment of his empire. So the, there are smaller groups of Godhead teachings like Sabellianism uh, and many others, and uh, they're almost ignored because they are small. So let's talk about uh, the uh, two prevailing parties in the Philippines. Uh, the Marcos Party and uh, Lenny Robredo. And these two uh, groups of parties, if you will notice, one camp rarely acknowledges anything correct from, from the other party. The same you can see in the United States between Republicans and Democrats. Now, why am I pointing this out? If you, there must be party loyalty. If ever the other camp has anything right, nobody hardly notices or want to take note of it or want to acknowledge that. Majority only wants to acknowledge what is correct in their own party, what they have done, not the, not, uh, not the accomplishments of the other. If ever they're going to point out something on the other side, it would only be the faults, the mistakes, the errors, the blunders. So, now, why, and I, why did I say there's a parallel? between earthly government politics and religious politics, even within the church. But let's talk in, in, the, in the wider scope. Here in Christian uh, denominations, it's like different parties. There are some parties that are more focused on, on, on refuting the other side. Let's say there's the INC of Manalo, there is Kiboloi, there is Eliseo Soriano. They are, are at each other's throats. Whenever I watch them, they, they rarely acknowledge anything right on the other side. So uh, here in comes the way of a Christian. During the time of Christ, there was the Zealots. Uh, if you can flash by Eric the picture of uh, SN Stabilization, if you have that. I, uh, I invite other reverends too. There are the Zealots. There are the Herodians. After the Helots, Zealots, Herodians, there are the... Uh, 
Sadducees, there are the Pharisees, there are the uh, Essenes. The scribes are not a political party, they are just uh, groups of people just writing down the scriptures. They could be hired by the Sadducees or the Pharisees. Well, you notice during the time of Christ, there are other, and these are mixture of political and religious parties. Uh, earthly government politics is mixed with earthly religious uh, politics because Israel was supposed to be a theocracy, supposed to be. But the presence of uh, Herod shows that they have become secular from being a religious uh, theocracy, they've become uh, secular. Of course, in history, the Roman church has be sometimes became also the secular political leader in Italy. But we're not going to go through that. We're going to point out here right now the uh, aspect, the attitude of the people in every political party. Um, you notice none of them would acknowledge anything right on the other side, outside their camp. They would acknowledge only the good things in their camp and the wrong things in the other camp. That's earthly government politics. Okay, You have to be loyal to your party if you join a political party. That's what Trump did. Okay, That's what Trump did. So um, I call this partisanship a belligerent partisanship belligerent means you are are sarcastic you are hostile you uh, you look upon the other as opponent instead of a a, a team uh, a teamwork instead of helping the other out you would want to put down the other side so I'm not gonna mention the things you can see on the internet, how one party puts down the other. I'm going to draw a parallel among the religious denominations. Here in the religious denominations, of course, more so in a debate, more so in a debate. One side, in order to win supposedly the popular vote <laughs> of debate, you, you will never acknowledge anything correct on the other side, most of the time. I'm not saying it never happens, but most of the time, a, a debater would not acknowledge anything correct on the other side. Most of the time, even uh, more so if that is supposed to be their uh, hateful opponent. So, um, what is a true Christian? Is a true Christian supposed to join any particular denomination and only acknowledge the right things in their denomination while denying or ignoring 
the whatever could right things should be said on the other side on others if you notice here in the church age coming down after the reformation period when luther came out from the catholic church his attitude was not that partisan or belligerent his followers might be like that when they when later eventually they later established a denomination and they think catholic would be wrong <laughs> but um luther when he started out he did not want to outright dismiss some truths he thinks is, is still in the catholic church he was also upset when his followers started breaking up things in the roman cathedrals so what is the right attitude starting from luther down through john wesley john knox uh zwingli they acknowledged truths in luther but they went on to deeper truths like uh Ulrich zwingli believed that the the communion bread is symbolical consubstantiation while, while martin luther still believed what the catholic church teaches of transubstantiation so Ulrich Zwingli recognizes the revelation of Martin Luther that the just shall live by faith, justification by grace through faith. But he had other progressive revelations which Martin Luther could not understand or comprehend. The same with uh, John Calvin, he talked about eternal security, John Knox, predestination even the contemporaries of luther there are ministers who receive deeper progressive revelations even the anabaptists which later became the baptists they there are groups that are have grown deeper but they acknowledge the truths of the of the, the partial truths from whence they came from the catholic church down to the protestant reformation some of them uh they uh, those who grow deeper in revelation they acknowledge certain truths in the past move forward to methodism to john wesley john wesley recognizes certain truths that was established in previous denominations church of england the lutheran church which became the evangelical churches of today John Wesley recognizes them, but they don't recognize John Wesley. Zwingli recognizes Luther. Luther, Luther does not recognize Zwingli uh, in his uh, deeper teaching. He thought, he thought they were, he was wrong. Luther still, during his time, he did not intend to make create another denomination. His intention was to reform the catholic church not to make another separate church but of course he was spewed out he was excommunicated declared an outlaw meaning anyone can do or wrong to him murder him without consequences or legal consequences he was declared an outlaw he was spewed out 
So he had no other recourse when his followers started out uh, the Protestant Reformation than the Protestant churches. They continued in their services, but in the, the first few years of that heyday, they never thought of creating another denomination. But later, followers would create another denomination and they would copy the Catholic Church way of using that church as a state church. So every government in Germany then would choose if who, who whose group they will choose as a state church, like the Congregational Reformed Churches in Switzerland for Zwingli and Calvin for France and wherever. So there are many uh, sub-kingdoms there feudal kingdoms there where the local kings would choose some in uh, local uh, state churches same as what Constantine wanted to do when you try to unite these uh, different factions now what is the attitude of the, the of the present-day denomination Christian Christians today uh, even though they're they don't call themselves a denomination uh, the end time churches where I came from, they don't call themselves denominations. In their statement, they say they've come out of denominations. Now, how do you come out from denominations? Is it because you never registered your church? You never organized a group? Now, this is my short answer. You have, you have come out of your denomination. This because that was the message of Brother Brennan. When you stop being partisan, when the early reformers were used by God, they were never thinking of all of you is wrong, all of all of me is correct. They could recognize the correct from where they came, and they progressed further to deeper truths which their previous church could not accept. But the present-day political parties of the government here in the Philippines, not just in the Philippines, all over the globe, some might acknowledge some truths of the other. There are some respectable Democrats or Republicans that acknowledge some truths of the other. But majority is partisan. Partisan means belligerent. Partisan means um, uh, you only acknowledge your own group. Now, a true Christian here in the end time will not be part of any partisan politics and i'm not talking about earthly governments i'm talking about even religious denominations sects uh, groups one might be close-minded to the other but a true christian here in the end time would acknowledge truth he or she will only acknowledge what is truth in the word of God. Much like the reformers before, much like Jesus Christ, he acknowledged some truths in other groups like the Pharisees. The Pharisees believe in the resurrection. Paul used that to save himself from meeting. Um, um, the, uh, the Pharisees believe in the afterlife, believe in judgment after death. The Sadducees has no explanation for that. The Sadducees only recognize the first five books of Moses. 
the Pharisees recognized until the book of Malachi. Um, so when you hear Christ saying, um, when you hear Christ saying the law of the prophets, it talks about, uh, it talks about uh, the first five books and the rest of the prophets. Uh, of course, um, my minutes, I have just a few minutes left. I'd like to conclude. A true Christian would not involve himself so much on politics that one group is more correct than the other. Here, even not just earthly governments, because in earthly governments, their participation must be limited to the point that it does not encompass his heart. His heart must be engrossed with proving his word, sharing his word. So he's not converting people to, to be part of a denomination. He's converting a, per a person to go back to the scriptures to understand deeper truths in the scriptures. Since he is non-denominational, he could acknowledge truths in other groups. So he walks in further light from Catholicism to Protestantism to, to Pentecostalism to the end time message. He walks in further light, much like that technology today. They, whatever is proven, discovered, true, they follow it and they, and they, they build upon it. That's why the modern day technologies are more deeper and more advanced than the previous ones. Because they built upon what was previously discovered. The same should be, the same is true in this religious Christian realm. Uh, Pentecostals acknowledge certain truths among Protestantism. Protestantism does not acknowledge the deeper truths that Pentecostals discovered uh, in, the, uh, in the initial stages of the gifts of the Spirit, the speaking in tongues, the holy rollers, etc. Of course, now today, some are mixed up and some recognizes, but the truth moves on uh, to oneness Pentecostalism, to the end time message. A true Christian should be objective. He must not be biased. He must listen thoroughly and prove all things by scripture before he judge anything as correct. If he judge anything as incorrect, but he only heard partial information, then that is what I call Nicolaitanism. And that's the same spirit as what the politic politicians have for each other. Majority politicians. A majority of politics within the churches, the religious churches, belligerent churches, that's the same spirit. They, but in reality, the deeper churches would acknowledge previous truths from their previous church, but the previous church would not acknowledge deeper truths from, from their splintered churches, from the, their offshoots that came out from them. Okay, I'm going to stop here. Uh, actually, I've not had reached 30 minutes yet, but uh, anyone can ask in English if there are, there are any questions they wish to know with regards to uh, if there are any things they wish to ask about this. Maybe five minutes because I started about 6.05. Are there some questions? My recording is 23 minutes. Okay, so I started at seven minutes, six, 6.07. Okay, are there, are there someone who wish to ask question?
So let me conclude the parallelism. There's there are parallelism among political parties on earth, earthly governments, and there are politics politics among the denominations, even within the, the, those denominations. And if you don't want to call yourself denomination, a denomination, if you are close-minded, you are not Berean, then you are still similar to denominations, state churches. Uh, you are not open to correction. When Wesley got a deeper revelation, he was uh, uh, rejected by his Anglican church. So, um, the same here today. In order to be a true Christian, you must not base your faith forever on these local churches. Your, the, all your local churches must be an instrument for you as a stepping stone to grow mature, to grow deeper in the Word of God. Similar to your schools, you, you attended school, you learn the basic things, then you grow deeper, you overtake, you overshoot your, the knowledge of your own teachers because you've grown to be an engineer or scientist or whatever, politician, psychologist, you will go into more deeper things. So the school, like every denomination, is just a stepping stone. So it's not wrong to attend local churches. It's not wrong to learn from them. What is wrong is to blind yourself forever that, that the only truth you can hear is from that local church. That is the deception of the devil and blindness uh, that is happening among Christians today. That's why there are foolish virgins in the Bible. The foolish virgins uh, would not make it to the wedding, but they can still try to catch up. Those who lose their virginity are those who never repent from their foolishness. That's why they lose their virginity. Those who are saved will be called wise virgins. The wicked shall not understand, but the wise shall understand. They that be wise shall be as the firmament in heaven. So a true Christian believer that is sealed, born again, eternally secured, predestined, they will become wise virgins. And it's exemplified by being Berean. You see the attitude in them being Berean. There is humility. There's humility to take note of what others are saying and to be objective and honest to understand what they're saying. Most of the time, people misunderstand others, what others are saying. So that is the pitfall of those who have uh, strayed from the right path. The right path, the narrow gate, the way which, uh, which brings us eventually to resurrection with Christ is this narrow path of humility being buried knowing how to take note of what others are saying if you do not truly understand that. Proverbs 18 verse 13. He that answereth a matter before hearing them is a foolishness to him. So many people why in, uh, would want to 
share but not to listen. If a person have not yet listened, but they're quick to judge. So the right attitude is, if you have not thoroughly learned or known what he is teaching, you must uh, hold off uh, prejudging. And if, if your denomination, like it happened to me, uh, raises up your emotion to be to mark someone as in error as a baby you may temporarily be carried through but you must not remain a baby forever eventually you must know what is his point um, from infancy spiritual infancy I was made to hate Richard Gann you can search him up in the internet but later, God led me to check out his books, and I realized his teaching is very similar to, who, to whom we acknowledge as our apostle, Raymond Jackson. So later, I realized, okay, okay, I'm going to conclude. Later, I realized that uh, uh, the local church where I, in my infancy, they have not, there are times that they've been Nicolaite, that they've been injecting emotionalism in their members to close their minds. So that is one thing we have to guard against. That is how the devil de deceives us. He does not deceive us only in the wiles of the world, the vices of the world. Like he deceives us religiously. There's a religious deception. This is called Nicolaitanism. So this is the end. I'm almost 30 minutes. So I'm going to close with a prayer. If you have any questions, you may message me, ask me in Tagalog.